How many jobs out there have you had? And by jobs, I mean, how many workplaces have you been involved with? Are you someone that has only ever had one job? You've only been in one workplace? Or are you someone who maybe has two or three different jobs? Maybe you're someone that goes from job to job. Now what this has to do with is what we're talking about today. And that's all about workplace loyalty. Thanks everybody for listening in today. Your two hosts, Michael and Cody. We're gonna dive right into this. So Michael, loyalty. What exactly does loyalty mean? That's a great question. I think loyalty means to me like trust. Really the one word that comes to it or comes to my mind is trust. So having trust and you know going kind of both ways on that. How, what about you? Yeah, well, when I first think of loyalty, even you know outside of workplace loyalty, I think of brand loyalty. Right? If you're a Nike guy, you're you're going to just keep buying Nike. Right. Um, And another thing that comes out about like brand loyalty, especially in today's day and age, is uh, responsible companies. Right. Like talking about uh, like ESG is a big term right? that stands for environmental, social and governance. So companies that take into account climate change or social justice, um, these type of ideas, when certain people value those highly and they will stick with companies that also value those highly. So that's one way you can get brand loyalty. So if I'm thinking in terms of workplace loyalty, I'm thinking of people sticking with one company, one workplace for an extended period of time. Now, if we're going to talk about how do we build loyalty, because I mean, you don't just go for a job, you, you, get, you get the job, you start, and then you're loyal to that company. We have to build this up over time, right? Like, what are your thoughts on building loyalty? How do we do that? Yeah. These are all great questions because we live in a time right now where an individual will have contract worth, right? Where they're constantly out for another contract or beating someone out for another contract. So yeah, that's, that's a tough one. How do you build as a brand or as a company, how do Mm -hmm. you build loyalty? I think it comes down to uh, like the vision of the company, I would say. So I don't know, to use like Nike, I, I'm not sure Nike would be a great example for this one, but maybe um, like what we were talking about before, like a, an accounting firm, right? Mm-hmm. Like an accounting firm, their vision would be to probably make the lives easier of all of their clients, right? And that's an easy vision for me to understand. And so if I'm on board with that, I immediately am loyal, well, not immediately, but I am more loyal to them because our vision's aligned. So your vision also has to match that vision. Yeah, I think, well, to a certain extent, there's probably a buffer that like you kind of, there's like a little bit of wiggle room. It doesn't have to be like directly aligned, but it can't be like left field. Like you're going to an accounting firm and you're a pro wrestler, Mm. right? Like that does not align. So Therefore, you're not going to have any loyalty to that company when you're hired on. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think I resonate, like we were talking about Nike earlier. I think I resonate more with that one if I was going to talk on the subject of brand loyalty. Really? So, I mean, Nike, their whole motto is just do it, right? Yeah. So, I think no matter what you're going to do, you're going to go for a run, you're going to play soccer, basketball, whatever, no matter what it is, you can rely on Nike's equipment to just literally go out there and just do it. So, I think, you know, when you're hiring somebody, 
they see that that motto that vision and they go i want to make the most badass equipment out there mm-hmm. so people can go out there and they can just do it on the field right i just i connect you know an employee's vision with the company's overall vision and uh i think that's one way to generate loyalty like you're saying i think that makes a lot of sense <clears throat> when you think of like like salesmen right the ones that do the best are probably the ones that have bought in are super loyal to the company mm-hmm. um it'd be hard to sell something if you don't believe in the yeah. product or service yeah i thought so this is a personal story but i used to work for uh, a gym and i did not mesh with their vision and i was not loyal to them in the, in that way so they would have me try to sell personal training uh packages and for me i didn't see that i didn't see that vision like i didn't i didn't understand because was, to me exercise should be a right that everyone has right why would you pay two grand when i can just teach you it right and their their model is a little bit different like they their the way they built their brand was not like nike or not like this imaginary accounting firm i made up it was don't teach do the exercises with them but don't teach them the exercises so for me how do i sell something that i'm not true or i don't uh, align with or i don't believe in right so that plays true to you know building loyalty from a employee to an employer standard or um direction as well as vice versa so you really got to have that belief so it's interesting that you talk about vision because i was talking to my friend the other day and he said that you know covid has thrown a wrench into this before covid started Kind of the business was sailing in one direction and everyone was on board and everyone had this common vision or goal. And then COVID came and, you know, fewer people working, there's fewer demand for the product or the service, and there's kind of no communication anymore. That vision's lost and he feels completely different about his workplace, right? So uh, when when you're talking about vision, this is like the first thing that popped into my head, right? So... You know, COVID's probably played a big part into loyalty, maybe even with your with your businesses, right? Yeah. And, you know, thinking about, you know, more people working from home now versus like being in the actual workplace. I'm sure having social interactions with your colleagues helps build your loyalty to that company too, right? If you're just sitting at home doing work, right? I mean, I guess you could be doing work for any company, right? Mm-hmm. There's no specific phases or people that you, you know, enjoy spending your time with. And if COVID has made, you know, overall visions harder to you know, align your your own vision with. That's probably made it harder to be loyal to a company. Maybe. Yeah, I I agree. I think let's pretend like you have, like your whole business becomes online, right? And maybe some of the perks of being in that business was you got to travel to these business meetings and now that's gone. Like your, maybe your vision was, oh, I wanted this, this job because I, I kind of believe in what the company is doing, but I get so many perks, right? And kind of like what I was saying before, there's a buffer zone. So maybe because of COVID, they're eliminating some of these, you know, non-essential perks, that mm. you, right? I'm just kind of thinking out loud on that one because I obviously don't travel for work at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> but how do you, I have a good question. How do you, how do you give your employee motivation? to to be loyal to you like how do you we're talking about building it but like once they're you know five years in how do you keep them loyal 
Because, like you're saying, it can change. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think a couple things. So, if we're talking like, I like like a bonus based structure you can do in your workplace. So, if you want to keep someone motivated, it, rather than just saying, you know, you're going to make X amount of dollars every year on your salary, you can say, you know, if you complete this task, this task by this date, or if you, you know, do this many numbers in sales, uh, we're going to give you a bonus mm-hmm. on top of that. So you're almost like driving productivity, efficiency. And if that employee already has that same vision that you have and they're on board with the company, they're like, wow, you know, I can make, you know, a few more extra dollars if I perform even better. They're more likely to do that. You got to be motivated, right? Um, I think another thing too was, I know like when I came out of physio school and we're talking about getting jobs and going for interviews, uh, it was said that like our generation, millennials, people like coming in the workforce now is not just strictly about money. It's more about other things too. Like, you know, a workplace could like pay for like your travel expenses or they could give you um, education allowance. You can take uh, courses, right? Things that aren't just salary based. That's like more what people like our age are like looking for. Yeah, I I agree with that for sure. I think I would take a lower pay if I was given like a course allowance, something like that, for sure. I've actually had a course allowance in one of my previous jobs and I loved it because it made it gave me something to look forward to. So I was like, oh, I can give it, I can get a new skill. Right, I can help this business a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I totally, yeah, I align with that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think just a little tip too, like, uh, you know, if we're talking about um, maybe like going for like either an interview at a job or if you're like discussing like a raise at your current workplace, um, you know, if you're not getting like an hourly rate that you want or like a salary that you want, you can always talk about like a bonus-based structure and you can say, well, you know what, if I hit these numbers, right, anything above there, how about, you know, an extra 5% mm-hmm. or, you know, if I hit this target, we can, I don't know, some commission or a split of that extra profit that you're making. And to that company or to that manager or um, head of the business, they're going to say, wow, you're going to make me more money, right? I'm going to motivate you or give you an incentive to do that. Like I'm all on board and really they're not losing anything out on it. Cause if you don't perform and you don't do this extra sales or whatnot, or you don't meet the targets, they don't pay you anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a win-win really. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a really good kind of tip for negotiating like a raise or even like a starting salary. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to strictly be salary or an hourly rate. You can talk about like a bonus. Yeah. Like extra stuff. Yeah. That's what I think about when you're talking about that, like extra stuff. So sometimes you don't have the opportunity to think of like a bonus because there's no real measure. Like maybe uh, you don't work in an area that measures finance. Like let's say it's like a nonprofit, right? It's not really there to make money. It's there to help people. So maybe it's I help X number of people and you ask for, you know, a new laptop instead of two thousand dollars extra bonus or something like something that the business can provide you that's not actually financial because it's not like their whole structure is based on their finances Mm -hmm. so i i like that i and we could do a whole podcast on that i think we should do a whole podcast on just interviews and like how to negotiate because i think that's a lost art for sure in our generation um our values are not there like we 
we undervalue everything we do and the generation above us overvalue themselves. So there's a huge gap where the companies are just making a killing because they're just not paying you enough or paying you what you are worth. So, so, so interesting. that's another side point. Like, but I mean, interesting you bring that up because, you know, talking about loyalty, is there a difference between if you're an employee for a company versus if you're just a contractor? Does that affect loyalty? Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I would say I have both sides to this. But if you're loyal, if you're a contractor mm-hmm. and you, let's say, let's say you're an actual contractor in the true sense where you're like a handyman, you're a contractor for like uh, building a house. Mm-hmm. If your employer that you're working for says, get this done in 10 days, I'll pay you $10,000. You're like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do any of that, right? You are not going to be loyal right from the get-go, Right. And what, what are you going to end up doing? Probably cutting corners, probably, you know, all these, you know, unfortunate stories that we hear about contractors that actually, you know, wreck people's houses. Um, but I think if your employer values your work and says, hey, I'm going to give you $100,000, do whatever you need and make sure that this is the best house and it won't be destroyed by a hurricane or, or whatever. Just make sure that it is your best work. You're immediately going to be more loyal because you're like, okay, I don't have to rush this. I can actually do my best, right? And you're all, everyone's looking to do their best. It's just, Whoa, why so, are you laughing? Because <laughs> you're like, you know, whatever contractor out there can make a house invincible against hurricanes, you should immediately go down to Louisiana. And, yeah, uh, I know, I know. I was just trying to say, like, my point, I guess, was, you know, someone's best, you don't know their capabilities until you ask for their best, right? So... A lot of um, a lot of jobs that contract out workers, mm-hmm. they don't ask for their best. They ask for minimum, and they ask them to do it faster and for cheaper, mm-hmm. right? And that's part of the problem for an employee or a contractor as well, because we're willing to do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, which pushes the market and whatever. We can always talk about that in a tangent, but really, I think the way you start is by valuing that person's best possible work Hmm. and like truly value it. If it's value it by, you know, praise, then fine. If it's valuing by money, then fine. But maybe it's valuing, valuing that work with more opportunity or more work that they can constantly do fine. But if you constantly undervalue that person, I can guarantee you, you're not building loyalty. And I can guarantee you it's a high turnover rate. So why would someone accept that contract if it's undervaluing them? They're in, they're in a position where they have to. So let's say, um, I don't know, I'll make up an example, but let's say a 16-year-old that's just getting into the work for, workforce and is working at a grocery store or a fast food chain. Are they working at their best? Or are they immediately thrown into get get, you know, job one done or task one done, then move on to task two. Get as many tasks as you possibly can until four hours is up. Clock your card and get out of here. That's not their best, right? You're not asking them to, you know, optimize something. You're not asking them to bring their uh, personality into it. Well, so what, what do you propose for that situation? I have absolutely no solution for that one. <laughs> you want them to be, to use their artistic creation on the burgers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. Well, here's the thing: you're dealing with customers, mm-hmm. right? So that's where you bring your best. 
So if you can make a, a person on the other side of that counter smile, have like laugh, whatever, engage with them, then they're more likely to come back to McDonald's. They're more likely to come back to, you know, a grocery store. No frills is what we have here locally. So, but how do you get someone to do that? Yeah, so that's that's the big question is... I'm digging in deeper here because yeah. I want to hear like a solution. Yeah, and you're not going to. You're going to hear like parts of a solution. So it comes from the the employer. So it comes from me saying, okay, Cody, you're going to make, I don't know what's minimum wage, like $14? Sure, let's just I, say I that. I don't know. I've never made minimum wage uh-huh. in a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I would hope not, Michael. <laughs> I whispered that. Uh, yeah. No, so let's say minimum wage is like $14. And yeah. I say, hey, when you're going to come on here, I'm going to mm-hmm. give you $18 an hour. First thought in your head is, holy crap, right? Then I'm like, but what I want you to do is give me your best every day. I've set this bar, this expectation that you're going to give me your best because I'm going to give you more money to do it. What if they don't give their best? Then you fire them. Hmm. No, that, it's, it's uh, a, a good book to read is actually by... Um, <clears throat> It's called um, Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. By Jocko Wilkins. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think I've talked about this book before, but really it's on the manager to try to pull the best out of that person. So if they don't engage with customers, then they go and do another job, right? That you just put them in a position where whatever skills that they currently have are optimized. Hmm. So that, and that works for a 16-year-old and that'll work for a you know, 50-year-old, right? I think... Yeah, it comes from the employer to start, and obviously from the employee as well, to some extent. And then that loyalty becomes, you know, bleeds into the motivation, bleeds into the job satisfaction, bleeds into, you know, you get to have a lifelong career out of um, these jobs. Mm-hmm. I And I don't, I keep rambling on and like going on to a tangent, but a great example is Costco. So Costco, the wholesaler of like everything in bulk, mm-hmm. um, they retain, I, I don't know the stat and I'll bring it up later in the podcast once I find it, but like 80% of their employees. So think about that when you think about like Walmart who has a um, retention rate. So they keep their employees for 25% of the time, right? So that means more of their money is actually being used to tr- friggin' train these people mm-hmm. you're not building loyalty if these the job satisfaction oh my god i, was I, almost... I, I just pulled up the the stat costco has <laughs> oh an, according to google february 12 2019 costco has an astonishingly hot astonishingly high employee retention rate 94 percent, even higher so think about that so yep. what are they doing in order to do that mm-hmm. they're giving everyone the basic needs of life right where they're, they're giving them a great income they're giving them benefits. They're giving them probably educational things. And then on top of that, you know what they're probably doing? Giving them opportunity, right? Hey, you're going to be the bus boy for five years, but you know, in, in 20 years' time, you could be you know, the coordinator for all the warehouses. I don't, I don't know. I'm making stuff up here. But the, I bet you that's not the same in, in Walmart. How do you become corporate at Walmart, right? So... It really becomes this this really tight knit where the employer has to start. It has to treat you like a human, right? Mm-hmm. So I think really building loyalty comes from, or loyalty is important when you have to build this relationship or this trusting relationship. I don't know. I just went on a huge tangent. Chan- tangent. Yeah, I'm trying to find the retention rate that Walmart has, but I'm having a hard time. Uh... 
See, see, I found like on this. Okay, it says uh, Walmart's turnover rates forty four percent. Okay. All right. So compare that to 94%. Yeah. And it wasn't the first thing you looked up on Google. Or I mean, sorry, it wasn't the first thing that popped up. So they're clearly yeah. trying to hide that, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas the retention rate for Costco mm-hmm. is the first thing you see. Yeah. Proves a point, right? Mm-hmm. You're proud of what you do and you're proud of um, how you treat your employees. Mm-hmm. You'll be the first thing on Google when mm-hmm. you look it up. I can definitely say of all the clients I've had that have worked for Costco, no one's had anything negative to say about them. They right. actually love working for Costco. Right? And then I think the people I've treated that work for Walmart and no one ever says anything really yeah. positive about Walmart. Not that they say really anything negative either, but yeah, uh, you can definitely tell people that work for Costco. You know that they work for Costco. Yeah. So I I think that's a huge a huge factor, and that's you know that's how you would maintain it. Like you really. So I, hopefully I answered your question of like how do you build loyalty. I think mm-hmm. it's by really to summarize it by giving the individual the basic needs of life. Right. Give them a great income. Give them a, you know, that great income obviously provides for their family, then provide them with opportunity and room to grow and then provide them with benefits on top of that. Right. So your kid broke his leg or needs a cast, whatever, like go. That's that's covered. That's on us. OK, Michael, let me throw this around on you. OK, okay we're talking about multinational tens of billions of dollars worth of companies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the majority of businesses that are small <laughs> businesses and they don't have money for benefits. Yeah. They don't have money to pay somebody more than, uh, you know, the, you know, um, free market uh, average for their wages. Um, you know, they can't offer vacation and maybe they have to hire someone as a contractor. How do you build brand loyalty? Because, I mean, you can't just build loyalty when you're a multi-billion dollar company, right? Yeah. You have to grow to that status. How do you build loyalty when you're just starting out? I would say respect. That's like the one word that comes to my mind when we're talking about this with small businesses. If I treat you with respect, you're like, that's just, that's just good, right? Just be better to the person, right? So mm-hmm. as an example, I'll, like, I'll make it up. But um, if I have a, uh, my, my boss comes to me and says, hey, Michael, listen, all of your patients canceled for today. I know it sucks. Do you want to treat me today? And you know, just so that you can, you can still work with your hands. Mm-hmm. I think that's respectful, right? Mm-hmm. It sucks that all my patients canceled. Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was me, right? Maybe, maybe it actually was me. Like I was a terrible therapist. And they're willing to reach out and say, okay, I understand the problem. Let me find a solution. I mm-hmm. respect what you do. Like here it is. And again, my example is probably not the best. I'm sure someone else can come up with a better one. Mm-hmm. But just treat them with you know, decency, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you would start it. I think another like, aspect of respect, um, this has happened, I mean, I've seen this in the workplace happen, is... You know, let's say like a customer, you know, makes a complaint over like one of the employees, yeah. right? And like the manager or the boss, no matter what, has like the back of the employee, mm-hmm. at least to that customer, right? Mm-hmm. Like you never put somebody down that works for you in front of like a customer. But I mean, like obviously like, you know, later on you talk one-on-one and you can, you know, conflict resolution. Yeah. But like, I think that's a big thing with respect too, right? Could you imagine like working for someone and... Like a customer makes a claim about you, like a, a complaint, and whether it's true or false, like your boss berates you in front of that person. Yeah. That's disrespectful, and that's definitely not how you build loyalty, and yeah. you can probably quit or walk out then and there. So like to see, you know, a boss like have your back, that builds loyalty, mm-hmm. right? And I think this goes even into what we are talking about, kind of like our, our little, you know, just bantering before we went live here. 
and uh, it was on like being regarded as family like at work like yeah. we're part of a family yeah so funny story on that um i worked at a grocery store when i was 16 just like kind of like the examples i was giving they're really just me uh, <laughs> no. um and i had a i had a customer like berate me in front of, or sorry i had my manager berate me in front of a customer because the customer switched the sign so you know when like Back in the day, it was like, whatever the price is on the thing, that's it, and I'm going to pay that. So that's what the person did. I knew it. The manager knew it. And instead of saying, oh, sorry, lady, like you you clearly did this, it, he actually said, Michael, you must have switched it, blah, 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 and went off on me. And I'm 16, being like, all right, hit the, you know, the staples, that was easy button. I'm like slamming that at that point because I'm like, I'm out, right? So it was... Uh, it was very, very like, like you said, you just didn't treat the person with respect. It was uh, a terrible moment, and I'm glad I was I went through it because I definitely learned from it. Right, what not to do was what that ha- what just happened, and they didn't talk to me afterwards. And then <clears throat> it was actually a store manager that did that, and my manager, my personal department manager, came in and he was like, "I heard what happened," and I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry," and he's like, "You didn't do that," and I'm like, "I know I didn't." He's like, "Okay." And that was it. Like, I'm sure he wasn't a really great manager, but that alone was like, all right, at least he's got my back. Someone's got my back. I feel a little bit better. I won't quit today, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I definitely plays true, and it'll probably play true to everyone, right? Yeah. All, the, all the grocery store people know what I mean. <laughs> so, you know, talking about loyalty, we kind of talked about what loyalty was. We talked about building loyalty, right? And I think you know, the same holds true for like maintaining loyalty, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, just like if you're married, sometimes, you know, you have a falling out and you get divorced, same thing can happen with a workplace, right? You can have a falling out, you can lose loyalty to each other. And uh, what, what can cause that? Like, what does that look like? Is there a, is there a proper, you know, you know, if you're no longer loyal to someone or a workplace doesn't feel that loyalty back to you, you know, is there a right or a wrong way to go about that? Like exiting? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you stay? Oh. Do you leave? Yeah. When do you leave? Um, you know, how do you stay? Can you, should you stay? Yeah. I think, in my opinion, obviously yeah. don't go and do this, but if it's poisonous to your everyday, like you, you walk in the door angry, you haven't seen a single soul and you're like, yeah. you do ah, one of those. <laughs> it's probably time to start checking your your options right mm-hmm. or when you start to get in work you're happy you're like all right i love i love this and one thing happens like one mm, you could probably live without like it was a little bit bad and it tips your scale for sure and you're just unhappy the rest of the day you know that's poisonous or mm-hmm. and i say poisonous meaning like toxic that's probably the better word but those are the times to leave or when you when you have like the office gossip and it's like you don't want to be around that, right? That's toxic to you. You don't want to be talking about someone else's back when, you know, I I can't even think of a friggin' fake name right now. Maybe like Karen. Karen. Yeah, Karen came and said so-and-so and and did this. Like, I don't want to hear that ever. Mm -hmm. When I'm at work, I'm, that's what I'm focused on is Mm -hmm. work, right? I'm not, I'm there for the people. Obviously, they make my, my job a lot better and I'm happier when they're Mm -hmm. there. But when they start to affect your everyday life, that's just toxic and that's not somewhere you want to stay 
right? And not a lot of people can have that option of leaving, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if you want to leave, like you're saying, like how do you go about doing that? Try to make it um, amicable. Amo- amo- amicable. Amicable. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been in one of those scenarios, so I, I can't like pull from personal uh, a personal story. But I think if it's toxic, you gotta mm-hmm. hit the eject button. Yeah, I mean, no, neither of us have gone through an experience like this, so we're just talking about what we think it would look like. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I think going back to how you said you build loyalty is trust. That was a big word that came out to you. I think like break. A breach of trust like can you ever really build trust back again right um, like just think of like i think of like a married couple right if one of you like cheats and you break that trust you know do you ever fully trust that person again right there's always at the back of your mind you're gonna you know worry about that in the future so i think you know at work you know if your boss or something just breaks your trust and and i think you know think about it this way too like what if like they break your trust and like you you catch them lying to you or being not fully truthful and they don't even know that they've lied to you or like that you've caught them lying to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, but they don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I would love, I feel yeah. like this is a personal story. No, no, no. Like, do you have, have, an, no, no, do you have no, no. an example? No, no, though, no, no, then? no, no, no. Um, let me make something up. Let's say, let's say like you're talking with your boss and, um, you know, you say, uh, Hey, can we, uh, can we get a coffee maker? for the break room okay right and they say oh you know what like um we don't have like the the money to do that right now right can you just like you know make your coffee at home okay whatever and then let's say like three months goes by and there's like a coffee maker you know in your your break room and you know let's just say like you're talking about it one day and that same boss will say something like oh yeah we just wrote it off or something oh, like that, right? Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's like, you know, I was asking for months now, like, yeah. you know, such an, you know, it would have made it a lot easier for me to, like, make coffee at work or whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, you told me that you didn't have the funds to do it. And then later on, I just, in passing, you told me that, like, it was no big deal. It was the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. Um, like, I guess, like, you've realized that, you know, they've they've lied to you. Yeah. And, like, they don't think anything of it because why would they remember something like that, right? So, um you know, I mean, that's, I literally just made that up. I mean, but like that, that's so true. Like I have a friend right now and he asked for a raise, got denied. Mm-hmm. Right. And this was pre COVID and boss rolls in brand new Audi A4. Mm-hmm. That's not a great move, right? Like your employees are making you the money and you're saying no to a 50 cent raise or whatever. I don't know how much he asked for, but you then roll in with a brand new car or whatever. Maybe it was mm-hmm. leased. I don't know. But that's kind of similar, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, I don't have money for you, but I got tons for me, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. I, I would, that would give me a bad taste in my mouth, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I will actually wanted to talk about one more thing. As an employer, what are you looking for to try to get a loyal uh, employee? How do you identify a loyal yeah, employee? Like, like, what do you? Do? So we talked a lot on the other end, right? Well, but, I think right off the bat, like if I was hiring somebody, I'd say, "What? Did, where was your last job? How long were you there? Why did you leave?" Okay. okay. Right. Um, you know, or like another one. I'm just thinking off the top of my head is, you know, like, how many jobs do you have? Do you like to work like three or four jobs at the same time? Why don't you just work one full time job? Like, mm-hmm. why are you? Uh, you know, like, why do you have multiple jobs instead of one? 
Is it because that you're only allowed certain hours of certain jobs? No, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like if it's you, if you have the opportunity to work more, why aren't you working all those hours here? Why are you dividing yourself up between these different workplaces? So let's just like play out this scenario. I love this. Mm-hmm. So let, let's say I'm like, uh, what was the questions you had? You're like, how many? Oh, what was your last job? How long were you there? All right. So my last job, I worked in IT. I worked there for 32 years. Wow. You were pretty. What? Why yeah. did you stay there for so long? Oh, so I stayed there for so long. They they gave me a promotion. I got up to the senior management position, and then the company got bought out, and they just let go all of us. Oh wow! Yeah. So my next thing to say, why are you? Why do you want a job here? So I, you know, I'm looking to just clean up my finances again. Try to get them back in order. I'm trying to make some money. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, the, the things going through my head right now is you strictly are motivated by money. Mm-hmm. You said nothing about my company, why you want to work here. Exactly, Besides yeah. money, there's no vision, yeah. connection. I know if you work here, as long as you're making X amount of dollars, you're not going to care about your productivity or anything like that here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, already, I, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, like, I'm not, those are things that you're already teasing out from, like, a three-second, like, interview, right? Yeah. So, then... What if I? What if you pose the question? You know, what motivates you? Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's say you ask that question to me, and I say, like to you, I'm like, oh, what motivates me? How did I get to my senior position? Mm-hmm. Well, my boss said that after a bonus or whatever, after mm-hmm. a certain amount of production, uh, he'll give me a bonus, and mm-hmm. that there's so much opportunity to grow, and that's what drives me. So mm-hmm. that's why you know I want to make money, but really, what I want to do is, oper- I want to have opportunity in this company. I am. 30 years of working so i'm probably like 40 something mm-hmm. years old right now yeah. and you know i'm really looking to make my my mark oh, well that's does great that, Michael. does that change your mind now well i'll tell you this you know we're a small business right we started <laughs> a couple of years ago and you know we might not have the same amount of money to pay you like you were at your last job but we definitely have a lot of growth opportunities because we're just starting mm-hmm. and you know product development is a huge thing here so you're going to have a lot of growth opportunities in terms of innovating new products so you're definitely going to get that fix that thing that motivates you here and over time right maybe not today maybe not five years from now but 10 20 30 years down the line we know you're a very loyal guy you will make that money in time okay so i think that was a great exercise because really what that showed me for this was that there's a there's a little working that we had to do right there's that buffer room that i was talking about there was like we kind of had to give each other a little bit in order to build that trust, right? And so sometimes, and this is why I would love to do a, I think it really pairs well, like an interview, like how to do an interview kind Mm -hmm. of podcast, but I think it pairs well because you need to build that trust inside that interview spot in order, or interview, in order to like really accept that person, right? Or, you know, accept that person into the job Mm -hmm. essentially. So yeah, I, I guess that was my entire point, was that you need to pull out trust from that interview. Hmm. So, <clears throat> sorry, I, that was a huge tangent on like how to employ. I liked it. How I liked a, it a lot. An employer, employer uh, kind of teases out that loyalty from an employee or from like an interview. Yeah. Um, going back to like breaking loyalty or like having that distrust, um, that exit strategy is mm-hmm. super duper important. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple of uh, friends of mine that stayed because they're more loyal to their their employer, like their 
Their workplace? Co-workers, yeah. yeah. Than the actual facility or the bosses. Oh, they were loyal to their colleagues, yeah, not yeah. the oh, actual sorry, company. Yeah. Okay. So they okay. were so loyal that they would show up to shifts and be like, oh my God, I'm going to be dragging my feet today. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm probably not going to make enough money whatever whatever the case scenario or the scenario was but but they were like i gotta do it ashley showing up i don't even know i'm just making up names but like ashley showing up i know she's going through a rough time i gotta be there i gotta be there for her right although the bosses were like i don't care just make sure you punch in punch out i need my money to go on my vacations right so sometimes it's a hard exit strategy if you're more loyal to your your colleagues than you are your actual uh the brand or the business I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that or what your opinion is, but I'd like to hear it. I'm just thinking about exit strategies. I mean, number one, always stay classy and stay professional. (laughs) Stay classy, San Diego. There's never never reason to be rude or negative because really what's that going to do for you in the future, right? Um, And also like think, you know, if you go for another job, they're going to say, why'd you leave the last one? And when they call your employer... Right. If you've cussed them out and left, right, yeah. then your your new employer is definitely going to hear about it yeah. and you won't get hired. That's just off the top of my head. Uh, number two, you know, um, you don't have to just like pack it in and leave and be unemployed. Um, you can definitely look for another job while you're still doing your job currently. And like a, a good friend of mine, like she's had several jobs this past year, whether it's due to COVID or whatnot. And uh, she just has like a really good LinkedIn page mm-hmm. and literally people just headhunt her. No way. She gets, she gets emails all the time or um, I'm not Messages, too familiar with yeah. LinkedIn, but uh, she gets contacted all the time about these new job opportunities. Yeah. And like literally if she's not being valued or trusted or no, sorry, she's um, there's been trust broken at her workplace between her and her employer. Um, she has quite a few offers like just through LinkedIn or like uh, interview um, you know, asked for interviews. She just literally goes to them, wow. and she does them. And if she likes them, she yeah. can move on. Yeah. And if she doesn't, then so really there's nothing lost. So I mean, out. she doesn't clearly she doesn't have loyalty to a company. Yeah. Right. So that to me, when you're saying that, yeah, kind of makes me feel bad, like um, sketchy about this this person. I don't know this person from a hole mm-hmm. in the wall. So, mm-hmm. but like they're jump, they're just looking for that best fit. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to put effort into the best fit, but I know I don't know the scenario. Yeah, if so. I was if I was gonna break it down, she's a great person. Okay, okay, and hard worker, very smart, and just you know, from you know, a good friend of mine. It's just if she's not treated well or she's not valued, she knows it, and she just wants nothing to do with you once that happens. Yeah, so, so it's not like it's nothing shallow. Like yeah. she just wants to get paid the highest amount of money or something like that. Yeah, it's literally like. I guess the almost a loyalty or trust towards her has yeah. been broken or not to her standard and she moves on. But I'm just trying to say is, you know, exit strategy from like a current job, create a good LinkedIn page, right? Have your experience on there and that mm-hmm. people will find you. And if like you're really good or you have lots of experience, like you will be contacted. It does happen. So I think when we go into like, ex- yeah, breaking that trust and yeah, it's, it's a tough scenario because we're talking about so it's probably someone that's in a corporate position, right? They probably have a very, um, very that I'm talking about. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, this is great then. So mm-hmm. she just has a an absolutely decked out LinkedIn page then. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess she's in an industry that has, I guess, maybe a higher turnover rate. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I have a, a another friend that 
you know, quit his job. And I think he didn't know his distrust or that respect was broken until the very end. And that was kind of shocking to him because he did his work, punched in, punched out, did great work, right? Mm -hmm. There was no value to what he did. I mean, like the employer didn't outright say you're the greatest employee or you're the worst employee just kind of status quo as long as you did your job you're you're all right we'll give Mm -hmm. you a paycheck and it wasn't until he left that they didn't throw him a party they no one said bye right like people were kind of not shunned to say bye but they were like oh see you later like i I guess like almost as if he was coming in the next day but Mm -hmm. what they knew he wasn't Mm -hmm. and so to him it was a shock it was a shocker like oh i wasn't valued and so when you know retrospectively looking into his case you see that the employer didn't respect any of the employees right if you respect the employee first and then the customer second the the employee will do the respect for you for the customer so it really is first Uh right so i don't know i i hate that i hated hearing that scenario but his exit strategy was by accident, and mm. then he found out he wasn't uh, respected. So I think you really got to set, like your friend did, set that standard of, you know, I will give you my loyalty, my trust, everything, if you reach my standard or above, right? So, and that all starts with, you know, treating someone like they're a human, I think, right? Yeah. You got to, instead yeah. of just like a cog in the wheel, yeah. which is what I think Walmart does. Just oh, a yeah, cog in a wheel, definitely. right? And that's what a lot, like a lot of companies do. They just train everyone to do a specific task. If you can do that task, great. We'll give you a paycheck for it, right? Don't try to innovate. Don't try to change anything. Hmm. Just status quo, right? So, I want I want to do things a little different here. Just kind of ending off. Mm-hmm. First two things that come in your head, yeah, about either from your own experience or just <clears throat> you know what you think would happen. Um, two really good things an employer can do to build loyalty with you. Okay. If you want, I can go first because I've kind of been percolating this in my head. And then while you think. Yeah. 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 Okay. So two things. Yeah. Two things like kind of like outside of the box, nothing like, you know, oh, they value you. Nothing like that. Something a little deeper. Okay. So for me, uh, a big one would be um, taking like, okay, so. Um, an employer taking an employee's um, advice or opinions on how to maybe incorporate something into the business or changing something. If an employer takes that into account and actually does it, like you feel really good because you've actually contributed to something, right? It can be as simple as like, you know what? I think these walls should be red, even though that's insane, right? But like, um, you know, I think when, I don't know, Let's just say you're working like a very small, okay, let's just say clinic because that's what we do, Yeah. right? Working at a clinic, you're like, you know what? I think there should be a table right in the uh, waiting room here. I think we should put magazines down with like uh, anatomy. So people come in and like they can look up what they're getting worked on. And you're, That's a and really if, good suggestion. Okay. I kind of want to do that. <laughs> and uh, if your boss is like, you know what? That's a really good idea. And then like the next week they have it done, you're going to be like, wow, I like that. I kind of feel like almost like this is my business kind of, you know what I mean? Like I'm mm-hmm. part of something, mm-hmm. right? Um, that'd be number one. And then number two, I think is like response time. So let's say like you have an issue or it could be something like, um, you know what, can we like oil a hinge on the door? It makes like this loud squeaking sound and people are complaining to like, Hey, you know what? Like, um, 
you know, uh, this, you know what, this was said that it was going to be done like last Monday. I know it's been like three weeks and like, it just kind of wasn't done. Is there a way we can get it done? Like if your boss or your employer, like emails you or calls you right back and like gets it done immediately, like that's respect. Like that's really like, that's a good way to build loyalty, right? If you have to like keep like harping on someone and be like, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Right. And like, they don't do it. Then they don't respect you. They're not do you know what i'm trying to say like yeah 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 yeah. i just think like a quick response time like your boss is busy he's running a business and that if you if you you know contact him and he gets right back to you like that's pretty crazy like that's 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 really good that's meaningful right so i just think i'm just as we're doing our podcast here these are just two i just wanted to ask you this question because those two were kind of just floating in my head yeah you have good questions um i definitely have two okay what are they opportunity so if my employer says um, hey, Michael, you know, two, a year ago, this position was open and I, I wish you were there because I would have I put your name up. But if it comes open again, you're the first on my list because you are just fantastic. When they are actively looking out for me and actively saying, okay, I know they're looking for spots where I can fit and I can do a better job or I can uh, expand uh, inside of their business, that's number one. I think for that, it, again, is meaningful, meaning I'm not just in their thoughts when they see me i'm in their thoughts when they're working thinking how can i get uh or how can i build this bigger right so that means i'm i'm a, worth something to them uh i think the second one is when the bot like when my employer gets their hands dirty i think that's a me like a personal thing to me like there's been a couple scenarios where i'm doing a job and all of a sudden i see my boss beside me doing the same job and i'm like Yo, you don't have to be here. And they're like, no, no, no. Everyone's hand, all hands on deck. That doesn't include, or that that includes my hands, right? So no job is more or less than uh, in the business. Meaning, meaning exactly that. Like the CEO of the company will come down and get his hands dirty because it is worth the same amount as if I had to write an important email for a sponsorship or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. everything is equal. So I think those two things for me would answer that question i really liked your second one there like yeah that's almost like uh there's like humility and like you know humanity and like your upper management and your ceos and that and not being vain Mm -hmm. so yeah like their jobs are super important but when it comes to like i don't know like i've definitely seen one of my bosses like pick up trash Mm -hmm. just because it is like okay this is on the ground Mm -hmm. and it makes us look bad and you know, I'm not above that. Let me just put this in the garbage can. You know, and also I think about like not like demeaning any position either, right? Mm-hmm. Like treating, you know, someone that like cleans the washroom the same as someone that like closes like a million dollar deal, right? Yeah. Treating everyone that works for you like the same. Yeah. Right. That's a really great way to end yeah. off this podcast. Yeah. So today was all about loyalty in the workplace, how to build it, how to keep it, and what happens when it gets broken. Yeah. Thanks for joining us.